0: Hey, what is up, y'all? My name is Chris Creed. Let's have some fun. (laughs) Hey, listen, this podcast is going to change everything for you. This show is for online entrepreneurs who want to grow and scale their income and impact. It's where I give you strategies and tactics from the best marketers and business owners in the world to help you stay visible and relevant and impactful. Because you are a change maker. You help people with your courses, your trainings, your books, your live events, and you continue to show up and do the work. So whether you're just getting started or you've been in the game for years, I made this podcast to help you on your journey. Welcome to the Storywell Marketing Podcast. All right, let's do this. All right, let's do do this. (laughs) welcome back y'all i'm excited to be here with you today um and i'm super excited about this interview we have coming up today uh with my friend sean delaney and we get into some really cool stuff around creating a second brain because i don't know about you guys but i i um i consume a lot of content like like a lot a lot um and i i I don't know how i fell into that i mean I, i do know because there there's a I, I, value learning and I value, um, you know, progressing. And when I get to a point where I, especially when I, when I have to something coming up, when I'm doing a launch or when I'm doing, um, you know, planning something, I tend to, when I, when I get kind of scared, I tend to turn around and go look for more things to learn. And I, I'm telling you guys this to, uh, to hopefully make you feel a little, a little less alone in that, you know, if you're a creative, you're an entrepreneur, Like, there's a lot of people who are doing really awesome things and you want to, you want to learn like what's working, right? So like you constantly seek that out. But the problem is we are consuming so much and I know it's ironic because you're actually listening to a podcast right now, but I hope I hope that these episodes kind of give you um, a, a little more action um, and inspire you to action more than just continuing to consume. Uh, that's that's my hope. That's why that's why I formatted them the way that I did. Um, but you know, we I, I listen to podcasts all day, every day, and uh, I, I have all the courses. I have you know I have all everything I need, and that's the truth. Like you have everything you need. And so when you can start to realize that and also use this superpower that Sean's about to teach you about the second brain, you can, you can start to use that information that you are consuming and have consumed to connect really interesting ideas and actually progress and actually move things along and actually get stuff done. That is what this episode is all about. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to get into it. So without further ado, here's my interview with Sean Delaney. Sean Delaney. What's up, everybody? Today, I'm really pumped to be talking to Sean Delaney. Sean is a friend and a consultant who has worked with Fortune 100 companies for over 20 years and now works with companies of all sizes to help them uh, turn into smoothly operated, automated money-making machines. So in short, he's the dude you want to call uh, if, if you want your business to run like it should, especially he's especially skilled at um, at making uh, C- COO's lives crazy easy. So Sean, welcome to the show, man. I'm super stumped. Uh, super excited to talk to you today.
1: Yeah, I I am excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I think we are going to have a good time.
0: We are indeed, man. I'm pumped. So like we, I gave you a little bit of, I gave a little bit of kind of your story, but if you want to take like three to five minutes and just give me your backstory, um, you know, how did you get to the point where you're at right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So a long, strange journey. I won't bore everyone with all the details, but um, came out of law school, practiced corporate law for a little bit, uh, became an internal consultant um, for a Fortune 50 company, worked there for 20 years in, in a lot of different areas, um, basically used every opportunity I could to, to jump, not too soon, mind you, but to move from area to area in the company in places where I thought I could make a huge difference and build up that skill set to be able to say, if you've got an area of the company that's not working, I think I can fix it because I've fixed things like that before. Um, so after 20 something years, um, went out on my own. And, uh, and like you said, working with companies in the Fortune 50 all the way to somebody who's got three employees and, and they want to prepare to scale and, and grow their business. I actually, in many regards, like working with the smaller companies better because they make faster decisions. You, and you can see the impact right? I mean, I, I did a project for Nike, which is great for your resume. And I loved everybody I worked with. But, you know, the impact that I had while it was huge, it was a blip, you know, given their their PLN, P&L. And, 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 you know, I mean, it's just, it's so big that those, those numbers don't have the kind of gratification as when you take somebody who's a five person company, help them grow to a 30 person company and make their dream come true. And they're, you know, in tears about it afterwards. I mean, that to me is, you know, really exciting. But I'll, you know, I'll help anybody who, who needs the help. So that's that in a nutshell. So, uh, yeah, what do you want to talk about today, Chris? <laughs>
0: well, I'm really, I, I, first of all, I wanted to say, yeah, man, I totally like, I've heard it compared to like, um, you know, a, a corporate company. If they want to make a change, like a tiny change, it's like this giant, three titanics worth of ship (laughs) to turn in order to make make that direction change but like small businesses are like a speedboat like we can we can like okay yeah you tell me what to do perfect i'm gonna go this way i was uh i was just listening to um uh a course that frank kern is doing right now live which is pretty cool um about building a new product and he was teaching about video sales letters and was telling a story about um, uh, a time he was working with Dean Graziosi, and Dean Graziosi was about to go live on TV mm-hmm. to pitch, and the De- and Frank texted him uh, an audio clip that of of what he should say, and he said okay, and he did it right there on the spot, like that kind of stuff is like <laughs> yeah. you would need you know committees and boards and everything to approve you know changes like that, and it's just it's just fun that we we're, you know, have the ability to do that. And it's cool that you do that. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, we'll get into that. But first I wanted to say how me and you met. Uh We met back in October of 2019 at Julie Stoyan's Mastermind live event in Connecticut. Um, and I was unfortunately only able to stay for like 24 hours. So we didn't get to chat that much, but we did get to chat a lot more at FHL this year. And, um, yeah, man. And since then we've just been able to chat, um, a lot more, which has been super fun. I'm really grateful for, and I'm I'm glad to know you. Um, but speaking of talking more, we got to talk yesterday actually on the phone, and um, and one of the things we started talking about towards the end was this idea of second brain. And I was like, nope, stop. That sounds awesome. We should talk about that on the podcast tomorrow. So, what is this? You know, what is this idea of of second brain? Like, tell let's tell me about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so first, let me give everybody some context. So the the things I do. So the company I started now is called What If. Um, because I test, I test the boundaries of what's possible. I do a lot of strategic planning for companies. I do a lot of, um, which includes innovation, growth strategies, pandemic and recovery, uh, disaster planning. I make it a, a holistic process rather than the way most companies do it, which is piecemeal, none of it hangs together. And so they don't really get the benefit of any of the plans that they could. So as part of that, um, I have a model that, that smooths out people's operations and a big thing that I work with, especially with entrepreneurs. I mean, yeah, this is a huge piece for them is, uh, things around time management, productivity and efficiency. Um, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs will, well, first of all, so I'll get into what the second brain is and then I'll, and then I'll tell you sort of the problem and how I, I try to correct it for people. So um a second brain is not mine. I wish it I wish it were. The notion comes from um Tiago Forte. Um and and essentially what he said was, you know, a lot of people, especially creatives, especially entrepreneurs, they're idea machines, right? And they 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 they're coming up with ideas left and right, and a lot of them get lost because you wear so many hats as an entrepreneur, you have so many things to do. Uh, You take in constant information. And we as human beings, we learn 24-7, 365. We're just, we're sponges. But a lot of that is not really actionable um, because we can't process it, we can't keep it all in in one place, and we can't consolidate it in a way that allows us to do something with it. Um, So even the best collectors of information, if all they do is collect information, they become hoarders and they, right. They get crushed under the weight of all the things that they know. And so I liked this concept so much of how do I take everything I've learned? Because I'm naturally one of those people that sees connections between things that, are, that would otherwise seem totally disparate. And people go, how did you make a jump from that to this? You know, and it's like, well, I connected this to this to this, right. And that's just this, and I'll get into how other people can learn to do that in a second but um so the idea of building a second brain is using technology uh in a way that helps you capture information right so you collect it it uses the the acronym code collect it you organize it you distill it and you express it so you collect it and you collect it through um things like and and i'm he does talk about a couple of tools Um, but my version of this is tool agnostic. There's some criteria for the tools that you should use. Like you should know they're going to be around for a while and you should know they're going to be stable. Cool. Yeah. The last thing you want is to go and look for something and it's like down again, this, the application crapped out. Yeah. (laughs) That's,
0: that's a good, that's a good thing to have in your back pocket because I, uh, even in, uh, tools, you know, when I'm researching tools, I look at all of them, right? Like yeah. I, and, I, and I'm just like, oh, this is really cool. I like this one. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll start paying for several of them and yeah. just not using them to their full potential. Um, so that's, that's good to know because I- Yeah,
1: that's another thing too. So I'll, I'll get into that too in a second. Um, for example, you could take, uh, right. So, so OneNote, we assume that Microsoft's going to be around for a while. So one night, OneNote might be a way to go, but you might prefer Evernote. The, both applications are very similar. Uh, but one's better in certain contexts and one's better in another. The reason I say I'm tool agnostic is because if you, for some reason, hate OneNote, you just hate it. You pay for it. You don't like some aspects of it. And so it's going to sit there. And don't put that as part of your tech stack because right? it's not going to happen. So it's got to be easy. I like also things that are integrated and connected. So for example, I use Slack as sort of a hub for me because even though people say, well, Slack, isn't that just like a communication kind of thing? It's like pinging people with instant messages. The reason I use it as, as a hub is, is, is twofold. One, it's easy to capture information and throw it in there and share it with others. It gives you a running dialogue with people. So my clients, I always create a Slack channel for them for the projects. And then we have a running uh, track record of everything that we talk about. But also Slack integrates with all the other apps that I use. So Slack is integrated with Google Calendar, Google Docs, my Google Drive, also with Asana, with Evernote. Like Slack doesn't connect with OneNote. So OneNote has some, some things that are cool, but I'm not going to use it because Evernote's here and I want to be able to go into my hub, connect with all my apps and keep track of what's going on. Because if it's hard for me to do, if it takes five minutes for me to figure out where the heck I, heck I put something, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, totally. Same. So um, so this idea of building a second brain is how do you collect information easily? So I use many different collection buckets. I don't think that you can have just one. I know Tiago, he talks about he was on Evernote. Now he switched to Notion. Both are great. Um, but I like to say, look, I've got Evernote. I've got Notion because it's nothing for me to switch between the two because they're both connected to Slack. But I also have a, um, a remarkable. Yeah. I like to write things. Those things are cool. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I like to sketch and I like to, and you know, and you can easily convert it to a word document, but then I can set and send into an Evernote basket and, and collect it there. So it's easy to collect. I also write on paper a lot. I'm a pen and paper guy. And so Evernote allows me to take a picture of it it will, it will actually capture a page in a notebook and then it understands the words that are in there when it converts it into a file and it becomes, the whole page becomes searchable. Right, yes, that's awesome. Amazing, right? Yeah. So I can then have many baskets. I can be out somewhere and have an idea and not have any of these tools, grab a slip of paper, write on it and not think about it again, right? So this is about freeing up mind space. Yeah. Uh, right, as long as you have the right Bucket set up, you can easily um, uh, sort things. So, so, for example, in the collect code um, section of the code, he talks about PARA, which is another four-letter acronym. They're projects, areas, resources, and archive. And he says, you know, projects have a definitive timeline, uh, an end date, start and end date. So that's a project. If it's related to, if it doesn't have an end date, it's an area. So it might be your fitness or something. You want to collect some articles on fitness. You're never going to get off that treadmill, Chris. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, well, right? But so that's an area then. Um, resources is stuff that you're going to use for some kind of product, project or, or something that you're not sure when you're going to use it, but it's like, this is, this is cool. There's an idea here and it hasn't been attached to a project yet, but I know that this is a resource for me. And then archive is just, it's either over or I don't need it anymore. And you just throw it in there. Um, I also add an inbox bucket mm-hmm. because I'm one of these guys who tries to zero out my email every day.
0: That's intense. Uh, let, yeah. me just throw, let me just throw a number at you real quick because yeah. I'm positive. This is going to stress you out. And I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> get for this.
1: I'll get over it.
0: Um, I, I, I'm, I'm working through this 14,000, 14,000
1: emails. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, and so the point of the system is though, what can you do with that? <clears throat> yeah. Probably not much. Yeah. It's probably stuff in there that's lost forever at, or there's a nugget in there. So, so I, I want to get to one of my favorite parts of this, um, because I think it's really amazing. So you've collected a bunch of stuff, right? You've organized it into some kind of form format that's quick to, to, to implement. Cause you don't want to spend a lot of time making, you know, folders that go 12 levels deep because again, it's not easily accessible. Now a program like Evernote, that's the other thing I would say, whatever um, apps you're using, um, They've got to be easy to sort stuff. So, like in Slack, I created channels for each of my apps because if I'm going to use an app, I want to know how to use that app. You mentioned this before. Like, you you don't want to buy this thing and use three pieces of a 24 piece program. And then people go, What do you mean you don't use that feature? Like, you're paying for it, you know? So, when I got hooked on Asana, I probably watched like 20 YouTube videos on everything asana right yeah but so i put those videos in my asana slack channel the links yes yeah. so i know i want to go and because it's easy it's so easy to do so if i know i want to do something with asana i have slack open all the time on one of my screens i just hit the asana channel and there's all this stuff about it i can remind myself about things yeah. okay. same thing with evernote and zoom and all kinds of stuff. every time i came across a new tool I've tried to learn as much as I can about it and then implement it. Sure. Um, So, and because that's easy to organize that way, it may not perfectly fit Tiago's program, but for me, that's easy. Yeah. And that's important. So how does this, uh, Sean,
0: I'm sure you're familiar with the the getting things done uh, method. How How is this different from that?
1: Um, it's well, it's similar in you know the collection, the process, the organized review, and do phases. It's just like you know, they consolidate two of those into one. Yeah. Just a different acronym. Yeah. Um so it's very, it's very similar, but the idea. So here's though where I think the second brain is a little different than getting things done. It's the this distillation process. So he talks about, let's say you read an ebook. And you highlight 10,000 words from it. Okay, that's like a third of the book. What are you doing with that? You know, you just made a shorter, you made a smaller book. Yeah. So he says, take that and review it again and distill it down a little more into the nuggets that you've really learned. I like that. Make some notes on that. And then put a distill it down some more so that you get a handle. So it's like, okay. The obstacle is the way is about what? And I know you love the book. You should probably have five words and two sentences that can encapsulate it at its most distilled form. Yes. Right. So someone says it's like an elevator speech for everything you learn. What do you learn about this book or what do you learn about this concept? And so you distill it down. Because I probably read like, you know, I probably put six hours worth of time into learning how to implement building a second brain. And we're going to cover the, what is meaningful to me in, in a 20-minute interview. Yeah. And, I, and I'd like to get it down to if somebody says, give it to me in five minutes, I could do it in five minutes. Yeah. Because I know this is what it is. It's about collecting information and make and distilling it till it's at a really hyper useful place for you. That's it. That's, that's the handle for me for building. I feel like it could
0: almost be like, Hey, you know how, you know how you're learning stuff all the time and you know how you have that huge document of ideas on your phone. Yeah. This, this process helps you create an elevator pitch for everything you learn. Just like you said, like that is, that's, that's fantastic. I love that because I have, I have a note uh, in, in Google docs. One of them is um, 2017 ideas, 2018 Mm -hmm. ideas. 2019 ideas 2020 (laughs) ideas and every once in a while I mean I just enter stuff in there all the time just so it's not in my brain and I don't lose it um and then every once in a while I'll just scroll through and like take action on one of them you know what I mean but um I would love to have a better like this this seems like a a much better way to to make something actually happen for it more
1: quickly is that true yes and this is the cool really cool thing right so then there's the express and that's and that's where I was talking about the getting things out of your collection bins and into the world in a useful way. So what I have found, and it just naturally happens is, let's say I read, let's say I'm, I'm going deep on a topic and I read 10, five, you know, five to 10 books and, and then 30 articles and listen to four podcasts about time management. That's way too much information. Yeah. So somewhere in there is a Sean Delaney version of these two ideas here impacted me. These three ideas here impacted me. And this one nugget over here, I thought is was really awesome. I distill it down into essentially it's one product. It's the, my take on all of these different resources. Now when a client comes to me and says, I have a real issue with time management, I, I, I can put, all of that content into practice for them in a really powerful and unique way. Um, it's brand new and it's, and it's my construction of reality based on a whole bunch of sources. So now it's not just, uh, I'm looking over there. and I've got a library and what do I do with that library? I can never convey everything that's in there for you. And, and it may never solve your problem, but you come to me now with a specific problem and I probably have a distillation of of reams of information into a thing that can say practically chris this is what you need to do you need to do a b c and d well how do you know that because i took collected a massive amount of information distilled it down into the into the really powerful pieces as i see them and now can bring it out to the world in a new format that moves the dial either for myself or for them
0: yeah that's fascinating i i really like that idea and i but i want to talk about something that popped into my mind um it, which is you're you're talking about going after a, a big topic intentionally versus mm-hmm. what I do and probably what a lot of us do um which is sorry about that yeah. which is um we're we're taking stuff in all the time kind of unintentionally we're like I yeah. I listen to several different podcasts just to just to keep up and like you know be in in the world of, of marketing and things like that so what how do I, how do I make sure? And some, a lot of times I'm listening to that and I'm like, that's great. And then I start listening to the next podcast and that's gone now. So how do I be more intentional about that using this method in some way?
1: Yeah. So this is the other half of it, right? So I, I wanted to talk about the, the, how it will help business owners, um, round out their set and their, and their toolbox. Right. Awesome. But there is, trust me, there is an element of me that is, you know, sort of the wanderer of the earth and will find myself in places where I'm like, that's cool. You know, there's things my wife's like, what are you doing up in there in the office? Because I'll come down and be like, guess what I heard today, right? I heard about, you know, somebody who got a heart transplant and then um, they craved the food, the same diet that the guy that they got the heart from. <laughs> and they said it's because there's a second brain in your heart. And she's like, what? And I go, well, I found that because I was looking up second brain stuff and that wasn't really what I was looking for, but it was so cool. I put it in a folder of just random ideas. Now it gets it out of my head, it captures it. Um, I know I'll go back and look at that folder, you know, at once a quarter and say anything in here, um, that is useful. And then that's when those beautiful connections happen, right? Like if I'm, if I'm asked to speak somewhere, and I need some interesting stories that are, you know, and I can make that connection and say, oh yeah, that's right. I wonder if I could throw in that awesome story about that thing. And I have it right here. I captured it. So it's cool. Yeah. um, I think there are times where you'll, you, you capture things. You have no idea what they're going to lead to. And then six months, a year, two years later, you go, Oh yeah. Uh, there was that thing. And, and that's why it has to be easily searchable. That's why email or other kinds of collection basket you're never going to find that in a notebook you're yeah, not you know? totally but if you have something like evernote or one note when you can search or you have a good filing system it's there it's actionable and you can connect it to other stuff and and that's the real beauty of this because like it's not so much you know it's expanding your 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 capabilities because now you have two brains working but really it's about freeing up your main one be like i can't sure. carry this all around you know I gotta, I gotta store it in a way that's accessible for me later and I can make sense of it, um, easily. And that's where that, you know, again, that distillation process, you know, you're culling it down constantly, um, because otherwise the overwhelm is there, you know, and there's just, there's, you can't, you can't do something with 12 books, but you can with three concepts that you pulled together from those 12 books.
0: Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting, man. I, I love the idea of being, have, being able to have a massive, you know, cyborg brain, yeah. that is, you know, somewhere else um, out there, and that you can tap into at any point. That's 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 really good, and this yeah. this gives you kind of a system to to make sure that that's happening. Because I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking of it like I'm listening to Russell Brunson talk about something or Frank Kern. Like I'm I'm, I'm I I to those two podcasts pretty regularly. So I'll catch up and, and uh, so, or, or Ryan Holiday, I'm going through one of his challenges right now. So I have all these inputs throughout my day. If I could like, just be intentional for that moment or whatever and be like, okay, that's, that's a cool idea. I'm going to go ahead and jot that down and just dump it into that bucket straight away and then have some sort of time. Like I'm, I think this is where you were getting at it, have some sort of intentional time to then go review those things, whether it's weekly or, or quarterly so that you don't, lose them because it's one yeah. thing to get them out of your brain it's another thing to put them back in at some point right so yeah that's what you do just every 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 quarter or every week or
1: whatever yeah so for example you know like um we went to funnel hacking live i had it had the notebook that they gave us i took i took a ton of notes you know old me before i found the system and started implementing it that's where they would have sat and, and maybe I'd remember something from it. Probably not. Cause it's a lot of information we're taking in too much. Now I'll go back. I'll, I'll read not only the notes I was taking, but the, you know, the sub notes in the margin that I said, Hey, think about connecting this with this. Think about storing this over here. I wait, you know, the two weeks after the, after the event. And then I go back and I look through it and I go, you know, I have a different perspective now. I see where I was going with this it's really tied here and belongs in this bucket. So I type up a new note, or I take a picture of it, I plop it in there, and now it becomes part of a greater whole, right? Like I could have learned things at Funnel Hacking that I put him in a Funnel Hacking notebook, right? But what I heard from Myron Golden was totally different than what I heard from you know a diff- uh, you know, Russell on a, on, on a particular kind of funnel. Those two things don't belong in the same notebook, right? The funnel hacking idea belongs in a, in a notebook or a folder that, that says funnel ideas, so I can distill that down. And then Myron's might be spirituality or, or you know, finance connected to spirituality, whatever it was that had an impact on me there. That's a different place. So it makes it more actionable. It makes it more of a, okay, I'm building a group of information around a thing. Now, the other cool thing is, if you get an app that will let you do this, which Evernote does, and other others like Notion, you can tag the information and pull it up in multiple places. So that note that I had around Myron Golden's idea could be in the finance folder, or it could be in a spirituality folder. But it comes up in both places. So I'm still consolidating like ideas with like ideas, and it just makes it so much. You know, it's so much better. And because it's fast, I mean, as long as you know, like this is the protocol. This is what I do with podcasts. I jot the notes down and then I type them up over here. And when I see videos on YouTube about apps, I grab the URL and I throw it in Slack. And when I see a website that has some cool information, I use Evernote Web Clipper and send it there. You know, when I see emails about this, I throw them into this bucket. When I see emails about this, I delete them right away. And when I see emails about this, I just put them in my inbox and I know I'm going to sort them at the end of the quarter because I don't really know what to do with them now. It makes it so fast to just rip through that information, get it out of your head, get it out of that, you know, the useless places and put it in the useful or soon to be useful places. I like that a lot. Yeah. Dude. That's so good. I feel like
0: we should do this again, but you should do like an entire whiteboard training on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to do that. Yeah, that would be super fun. Um, but I'm basically just going to kind of almost rapid fire. I'll, I'll let you, you know, go as, as long as you want on these. But um, yeah, I, I I have I have three specific questions that I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask all the interviewees here. Um, the first one is, what are you most excited about right now?
1: Oh, most excited about right now. Um, Uh, most. So it can't be two things. It's got to be one. You can give me as many
0: things as you want. I'm just, yeah. The things we are most excited
1: about. (laughs) The things I'm most excited about. Uh, I'm really excited about um, doing more podcasts and connecting with people, uh, you know, because they feel like I can have a real impact in a very short amount of time Yeah. um, on, on various subjects. And I don't have to just worry about writing copy about things on my website. So it seems interesting to people. I could just, chat with people and, and let them hear what it would be like to, to work with me and the solutions that I can bring to their businesses. That's, that's really cool. Um, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the book that I'm working on and getting that done by the end of the year, um, which is all about the power of questions. Um, you know, No leader has uh, all the answers, but you can have all the questions and armed with the right questions, you can solve just about any problem out there. So I think that's going to be a huge resource to people and and, so good and and really cool. Yeah. So that's almost finished. And I'm excited about, um, um, working with a a partner on a project, um, to help people with, um, uh, TBI, which is, um, traumatic brain injuries. Um, and also, uh, soldiers or, or others with, um, PTSD. And I'm working with a colonel, um, in the army a retired colonel whose wife had um a tbi and has come back and um you know so i'm helping him with his book and i'm helping um you know to build a foundation hopefully raise money and get some of the solutions that we're coming up with for people to help them get their lives back um because you know who are we if not our memories right when you're when you're when your memories get completely wiped out and and you don't even recognize your own daughter or her husband. I mean, it's just, it really is devastating. And so the fact that I have an opportunity to, to do something to help people reclaim their memories, rec- it's reclaiming their lives. Um, and um, it's humbling and really exciting. And, and I'm, I can't be more thankful that I've got a chance to work on that.
0: Dude, that is so cool.
1: I, I'm really glad you're getting to work on that too. Um, cool.
0: I love that. Thank yeah. you sharing those things and I'm excited about those things for you as well um so here's here's the here's the two big ones here what what was holding you back from starting your journey as an entrepreneur
1: what was holding me back Mm -hmm. um or or still holding me back either one yeah I think you know I'm somebody who naturally thinks I I have to I need to learn more before I can give back you know like What if I don't know the topic to the nth degree? Because I like to have complete answers. And I, you know, it took me a long time to realize there's no such thing that your take on it is valuable in and of itself, that I don't necessarily have to know something more than someone else. Um, I just have to know something that someone's going to resonate with. You know, somebody who only knows one thing about fishing but can teach that to someone in a way that lets them catch fish. That's more valuable than somebody who knows everything there is to learn about fishing and just can't convey it to someone. Totally. hundred um, percent. And so, and so now I'm not so hung up on that. I'm just saying, look, well, look, get out there, put things out there. And, and, and if you have an impact on somebody's life, you owe it to them to do that. Um, so, so that was holding me back. I think I'm over that now. Um, but yeah, I think we all suffer a little bit from imposter syndrome sometimes when we're out there trying to play big. Um, and, and I think the more things I come across, the more I see that um, there's value in things that everybody says. And yeah. so anybody listening to this should, if they suffer from that same hurdle that I suffer from, you know, um, you got well, you got to learn to let it, let it go. Because. Again, if you can just impact one person by saying something in a way that they hear it, finally, that's everything.
0: Hundred percent, man. I I I am a huge advocate for that, and because it's because I feel it heavily as well. Yeah. And it's and I feel it heavily because I'm a human being. So like I'm not the only you know you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. Everybody's feeling it. So like you know it's okay. Yeah. Where you play, but you definitely have something of value um, to share. So,
1: and I think it's even. I think it's beneficial to even say it to people, right? Because it's, it it leads to your credibility and authenticity because you're saying, look, I struggle with this. I hope I can help you. Here's, here's the other people I've helped. Here's how I think I can help you. And then, and then put it out there. I I think it's better than lying about it and trying to act like, you know, you've got all the confidence in the world and, and, and you think there's nothing else for you to learn. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, You know, yeah
0: Uh, yeah yeah exactly just be where you are and teach what you know i love it teach everything you know teach everything you know exactly (laughs) man that's fantastic i really appreciate you man i'm glad you're here um and i am really grateful that you did
1: this interview thank you so much
0: thank you for
1: having me this was great i'll come back anytime we'll rap about anything you want (laughs)
0: all right man let's do it all right brother i'll talk to you soon all right thanks huge, huge thanks, Sean, for, for showing up and, and, and giving us all that. Like, I know, like, I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't like thinking about, I, I would much rather like go after like the next sexy idea or sexy course or like the training or whatever, whatever it is, instead of actually like implementing the the thing. And I, and I think there's a reason for that. And I'm going to get into that in these follow-up episodes. Remember, um, if you just keep letting these episodes play, the next one in line should be, um, uh, a deeper dive into what my big takeaways from from uh, Sean's interview, uh, and then the next one after that is just a straight straight coaching episode where it's just me um, talking about um, um, what you know what I gather from this and giving you a framework so you can go implement stuff. Um, and we're going to get into that um, this create versus consume mentality uh, and talk about you know how to combat it. Um, but anyway, I would much rather. Um, I would much rather go and consume because it's easier, right? And so we'll, we'll do, we're going to talk about that some more in a little bit. Anyway, that was so great. And I, I'm so glad that Sean brought this second brain concept um, into my world. And hopefully, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, um, I hope that it is helpful to you as well. But I just want to remind you one more time, if you haven't already checked it out, um, you can get uh, an extra part of this interview, um, and I have did this for all the people I've interviewed so far, and it's called The Secret Interviews, and I asked them one question, I asked Sean this, I said, what advice would you give business owners that would take can take them from surviving to thriving? That one action step they can take today. And Sean's answer was great, and I want you to hear it. If you want to hear those, go to soldoutsecrets.com forward slash podcast. Totally free. You can just go download them right there. They're all in a members area um, there for you. And I'm actually going to include something else in the show notes of the show that Sean made, which is super cool. Um, he just did like a little slide share uh, uh, um, that you can download uh, that is outlining this, this concept in, in more detail. So, you know, because like this, this is kind of like, especially if you're creative, I'm sure that you are listening to this and you're like, well, uh, that sounds awesome, but like, I need to see this. So go see it. You can just go into the show notes here. I, I have a link there for you and you can download the slide share there, but yeah. Huge shout out to Sean Delaney. Again, if you want to follow up with him, that is, uh, you can go to his website, whatif, W-H-A-D-I-F, whatif.com. Um, super, super cool dude, super solid, really crazy smart, um, and I'm glad to know him. But uh, guys, stick around for the follow-up episode after this where I get into my big takeaways from Sean's interview and then the episode after that where I go deep into this, uh, this idea of create versus consume and how we can be how we can do more with the things we consume, how we can create things that, that matter, um, and kind of start to form these pathways, um, and, into a useful thing as, as a creative, as somebody who's creating things and putting them out in the world. So y'all stick around for the next episode. Right after this, I'm Chris Creed. This is the StoryWell marketing podcast, and I'll talk to you soon.